Uh, this is November 24th, 2020, um, and I'm hoping that the plumber who is scheduled to pull up into our driveway uh, sometime in the next hour and a quarter uh, doesn't show up, but we'll see. Uh, I wanted to uh, share with all of you um, what I learned from Amala Sensei uh, as to the situation there in New Zealand, because uh, I think it's a real, well, it's a contrast and um, one we can learn from. I was talking with her last week about the situation there, and I was uh, just thrilled to hear that uh, they can have sittings and sashins together in one room. Uh, things are basically normal in New Zealand. Um, and she describes some really uh, draconian measures they've taken to earn their way back to normalcy. And I asked her to, uh, after she told me about them, I asked that she email me uh, what they were. And uh, it's, a, it's quite a success story. Uh, success for now, of course, things can change. But just listen to this. So <clears throat> she writes that the whole country is presently now, presently means in her, in her November 15th email, the whole country is at alert level one. That's the lightest. That's al almost like normal life, she says. There are four levels. Um, and each of these levels has rules which are widely broadcast uh, and often broadcast by the Prime Minister, uh, Jacinda Ardern. Um, four is the strictest. Let's just go to four. We're looking back now. Uh, that's where it's essentially a full lockdown with only essential workers allowed to move around at all and maybe to she says, plus trips to buy food. Um, they went through that most severe uh, level one, level four. She said they went through that uh, starting on March 25th for about a month. And this was in line with the government's policy to go hard and early. But now they're at level one. Everything is open, she says. But people are encouraged to wash hands, wear masks on public transport, and keep track of their movements by using a tracer app where you can scan a poster at each place you go uh, to record your movements. Uh, the, these, this app makes it easy to trace people's contacts if necessary. Let me just... Uh, pause here and just mention that one of our members, Susan Roebuck, was hired to do con contact tracing uh, over the summer and uh, reported that a lot of our uh, citizens uh, just refused to tell her where they had been. Nice. Very nice. In case anyone wonders how, how things, how we got to where we are now. By the way, uh, we just got word today in uh, Rochester's Monroe County 
that tomorrow we go to uh, level orange, from yellow to orange, uh, which reflects the the uh, rise in, in cases. <clears throat> and by the way, at the Zen Center, uh, we've been following protocols for really the, mo- the strictest level. So this change that happens tomorrow won't affect uh, things at the center. Back to New Zealand, though. She says that only, only New Zealand citizens and residents are allowed to enter the country. And she says, with a few exceptions, for example, there were one or two sports teams and film crews uh, on whom a lot of jobs depend. So they let those those people in. But otherwise, none of of us, none of us non-New Zealand uh, citizens uh, can go into New Zealand now, even though it's level one, the lightest level. She says that even for the New Zealand citizens, there are only some 6,000 beds available, so many people who are wanting to come home for Christmas can't get there in time. She says that one of her students is stuck in Ireland until February. So even their own citizens, have there's a waiting list for them to get in, and the rest, others, forget about it. But among their citizens, every New Zealand citizen, when they're allowed, when they finally are allowed to come into the country, they have to go into 14 days of what they call managed isolation. And that means they have to stay in a hotel and they're closely supervised, eating food in their rooms and let out of the hotel just once a day to, to exercise without contact with anyone, of course. They're given two, during those 14 days, they're given two COVID tests on day three and day 12. Uh, In addition to the hotel staff and public health officials and nurses, the armed forces are involved in the logistics of running the whole process. She, uh, She said on the phone that that's that's who you have with you when you are allowed out of the hotel to exercise each day is a member of the military. Now get this, everyone, we're still talking about New Zealand citizens, everyone has to purchase a voucher for the two weeks of managed isolation and pays half the cost of their stay, which is uh, about three thousand uh, dollars, three three thousand New Zealand dollars. I don't know what that is. I should have checked. And the government pays the other half. She said on the phone that it has to be uh, really upscale hotels uh, because uh, that those are the ones who have uh, room service available, and so it gets into quite an expense just to get into your own country. So that's the managed isolation isolation phase. And in, even in that phase, about two to three people each day test positive, and they are transferred from managed isolation to another hotel 
which is set up as a quarantine facility. Okay, now, now we're in quarantine. And there, they're monitored and cared for under even stricter conditions with more medical staff and more infection controls. I'm not suggesting that we should all do this, although <laughs> I, I think a strong argument could be made for us doing this if we wanted to get serious about this, serious about the, the infections and the deaths and the economy. But all I'm saying at this point is just the contrast. Just look, look at the success they've reached and how they got there. She mentions that uh, the city of Auckland, the capital, was shut uh, after after March. It was shut a second time in August for two and a half weeks because of a big community cluster that got up to about 100 people infected. She told me a couple months ago that one of these uh, citizens in one of these certified hotels had squeezed through a chain-link fence and got out and created this community cluster. But most of these, these, uh, these, uh, all right, I'm still back in August. Um, they had to justify their movements to military personnel operating checkpoints at the northern and southern borders of the Auckland metropolitan area. But these days, other than that big one in, in August, these days she says that occasionally there is an infection that crosses the border into the community. And most of these are nipped in the bud through a combination of testing, contact tracing, and follow-up. And then Beyond that, genome sequencing of the virus is used to help determine where an infection started. That is a country that wants to find relief from this plague. We, on the other hand, have tens of millions of citizens who think it's a hoax, I heard recently on NPR that uh, nurses are reporting that there are people, I think this was in one of the Dakotas or Iowa or Wisconsin, there are people in intensive care on a respirator who still say this can't be happening. Who still don't believe it. Talk about a triumph of beliefs or concepts over reality. It's, it's just appalling. So here we are in Rochester. Um, we'll, we'll now have to stay at this level orange, uh, with, uh, indoor dining, um, hair salons, barbershops, things like that closed. We'll have to stay here for Two weeks minimum to see if the numbers can change. Um, 
and same same thing i think uh anyone would be hopeful now that uh, we have a new president elect who from all indications is very serious about getting this mess under control in fact uh new zealand's jacinda ardern i saw just yesterday in the news she uh, called uh, president elect biden to share with him what what they've been through and what they're doing but good luck president elect biden in managing this herd of 330 million cats called Americans who would insist on their right to rebel and do things that sabotage themselves I'm so I'm so distressed at what I hear that frontline medical personnel are going through. I'm so distressed that it it occurred to me that um I could try to organize well first of all I could try to volunteer at the local hospitals how I don't know and uh they will probably say sorry you're too old we you're vulnerable we can't have you doing anything but then i have a backup plan and that is uh to find a way to help the families of these medical personnel who are being worn to the bone who are in in enormous distress themselves working shifts of 10 days in a row uh we i just can't sit back and do nothing without at least without trying i mean i would i would shovel the walks shovel snow at the at the homes of these medical personnel I would definitely go gro- grocery shopping for them or do other shopping and um uh, I'm going to I'm going to see what 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 we might do uh to to help out to these people who are risking their lives every day and all too often because people didn't take it seriously. All right. Stay safe out there. Thank you.